This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and healingsuicide.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, an energy worker, and also a channel. And uh, on tdjacobs.com, you'll find a lot of tools to help you uh, understand yourself and progress in your human journey, wherever you are, uh, including the Soul's Journey sound bites, uh, which are overview readings where I, similar to what I'm going to do to the two people uh, included in this podcast today or this episode, um, Pluto, South Node, South Node Ruler, North Node, to describe your multi-life journey, what your soul's intentions are. So uh, if you want to understand yourself better, I got this 20-minute reading. Typically, it's a few minutes over that. Um, and also, if you want to learn how I do astrology, start with the Soul's Journey soundbite. And then I also offer the uh, um, Evolutionary Astrology Basics 1 home study course. That's where to begin. And also a subscription or, or yearly membership to the Soul's Journey Soundbite database, where I take, at this point, it's over 530 of those 20-minute readings, uh, where you can search an online database by, I want to know all the charts with Pluto Square Mars, or a Sun Conjunct South Node, or South Node in Taurus, with Pluto in the Fourth. You know, all those kinds of things you can learn through. And So anyway, that's all at tdjacobs.com. Pardon my voice today. Um, I'm coming out of a little sinus infection, which had a lot of post-nasal drip action. So, so I'm going to try to make this brief, but I wanted to, I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. Uh, brief, uh, how do you say this? Like um, a cherry-picked or hand-picked, uh, curated uh, karmic profile of both Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was the White House press secretary uh, for, for uh, President Trump here in the U.S., and also Michael Flynn, who is very famous for having... Um, got been the first person to cooperate with an investigation regarding Trump, etc., and their ties to Russia and his Turkey problems and all this stuff. So I want to do brief karmic profiles of both of them. And both of them are Saturn stories uh, to a large degree. Um, so anyway, so I want to tell you about those. Um, let me just see, is there anything else to tell you? Yeah, let's just jump in. Let's just jump in. So first of all, let me go to... Um, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. One of the reasons I wanted to do this for you is because, well, first of all, it's been a long time since I've done anything on SoundCloud, and I've just been producing videos on YouTube quite quite often more. I seem to be getting more traffic and referrals and links and clicks through YouTube, so I haven't really invested in the SoundCloud thing. Um, and I love doing videos, but also uh, I moved from Arizona to Oregon in early November, and there's just an adjustment that's been going on with that, prepping for the move for a couple of months, and then I did the Pluto and Healing Intensive in Sedona in late October, and then a week later in early early November, I moved. So anyway, I have been off the audio thing, but we'll uh, explore coming back to doing more of that stuff here. If you are new to my SoundCloud page, there are probably almost 200, maybe over 200 uh, files that you can listen to. And the, um, I think it's almost 200, I could be wrong, including almost every episode from The Soul's Journey, which is a, um, a radio show weekly I did for almost three years, from 2012 to 2015. So there's a lot of resources here on SoundCloud. There have been a lot of, um, like a ton of new uh, sign-ups uh, to follow me here on SoundCloud over the last couple, uh, last month or so, actually. So um, feel free to check that out, and you'll find a lot of resources for learning. So first of all, with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, the idea here, when I do this four-step story of karmic analysis, I look at Pluto 
as indicating the empowerment journey that the soul sets out for its human selves in many lifetimes, including this one as, as this woman's name. And so the idea is that the empowerment journey involves feeling empowered at times and disempowered at times, or powerless. So the best and the worst, the ups and the downs, are what Pluto for me represents in a chart. When I look at a chart, I assume the best and worst, and I look at this multidimensional picture of this person must do what this Pluto says in order to make life feel meaningful. And yet also, this person... When, when she goes to do it, fears, pain, anger, defeat, powerlessness, uh, great loss, shame, guilt, anger might come up from the memories from many lifetimes that are stored in the unconscious in this person. So it's like you have to do it, but it might be a minefield of issues that come up. Pluto gets a bad rap because we get ourselves into trouble sometimes because we're operating according to fear. And we don't understand how to become empowered, which is what I'm teaching people how to do. How to work Pluto in healthy ways. There is another Pluto healing intensive in late September in Portland, 2019. Uh, I think it's the 26th to the 29th of September. So you can keep uh, that in your mind if you want to be in a, a short list of six people who get a transformative uh, experience to uh, get in the driver's seat with your own Pluto. Um, and again, those resources I mentioned earlier are, uh, are, are uh, good places to go to learn more about what I'm doing too. Also, the Pluto Generations course, uh, which I did through Astrology Hub a year or two ago, and that's available through, through tdjacobs.com as well. And that'll teach you how I work with Pluto in, in pretty deep ways. Okay, now with, with Huckabee Sanders, her Pluto is in the sign of Libra. First, let, let me give you her data. August 13th, 1982, in Hope. Arkansas. We don't have a birth time for her. And my way of dealing with this is not to pull up a chart for 6 a.m. or 12 p.m., which is what a lot of people might do, you know, um, because my eyes, my brain is so accustomed to um, relying on houses when I see them that that throws me off. So I just make a chart on astro.com with no birth time. It does pull up 12 noon hypothetical but it doesn't include houses, and the Aries point, you know, zero Aries is always on the left, you know, the Easter, uh, the left uh, Eastern horizon on the left. Anyway, so um, I always do that so I don't get confused because um, my Sagittarius self will run far fast, so I don't like to put in houses. So um, some level of detail is not included, of course, but here we have Pluto in Libra, which is a sign of trying to create fairness and balance. Now, Pluto is that empowerment journey where you might feel disempowered at times. Libra is about justice, balance, harmony. It is about relationship and fairness. And people with Pluto and Libra have been through a lot of tyranny and tension and conflict and violence. Libra is not about uh, being nice. It's about trying to learn how to bring peace where there's tension and conflict, how to bring justice and harmony and understanding when there is not any. So Pluto and Libra people are trying to build bridges together, trying to be good and nice because we need to be liked. I'm in that subgeneration, so I say we. So the fundamental mission for this person is to try to create fairness, balance, and harmony. Now this Pluto is conjunct Pallas Athene, 
and this is a huge part of the story, as well as Lucifer, the asteroid Lucifer, another huge part of the story, and Saturn, another huge part of this person's story. With Pluto, I'll use eight degrees for this kind of conjunction, and Saturn is just under you know uh, eight degrees, seven and a half degrees away. So um, did I do that right? Twenty-four, thirty-four, and and basically eight. Yeah, yeah, six and a half degrees. Okay. So um, Pluto and Libra. I'm trying to be fair, right? But Pluto and Pallas, Pluto conjunct Pallas Athene says, I am very loyal, and I will stand up for a cause. Dot dot dot. Even if it's the wrong one, but I will stand up for something and fight. Pallas is the wise warrior energy. At Lucifer, forget the Christian mythology of the devil and Satan. Lucifer is about bringing light. When you align your efforts and energies with a truth that's higher or bigger than your ego. Saturn is about being an authority figure, developing consistency, becoming expert at something. So her Pluto journey is not just in Libra, it's wrapped up with these energies. Now, with the Pluto empowerment, disempowerment thing, I want you to realize that the best and worst of each of these energies is central to her Pluto story. The fundamental thing she has to do involves being an authority figure and being a warrior and, you know, trying to figure out the right way to own and use and align ego, Lucifer. So when it's gone not well, she has misused power, right? That's a Pluto thing in general, but conjunct definitely the Saturn, you know, she has misused authority. When it's, when it's not gone well, um, she's found that power over other people through being a boss or through being bossy will get you stuff. It doesn't always feel good to manipulate people, but that's part of the story here. I have to say the reason if you there's no objective analysis here. I have to tell you why I even wanted to do a profile of her. I have Pluto and Libra, and I'm very aware of, of the energy of lying. So here's my disclaimer so you don't have to write me later and say, I thought this would be objective and um, it's not. It's I'm at first I was flabbergasted at how somebody could be so committed to lying. So one could say, well, this is her job. She's works for you know an inveterate liar. So she's the mouthpiece for a liar. Well, I just can't even believe people would be willing to do that because it's so toxic. So um, for a long time, I didn't, I wouldn't watch her. I wouldn't pay attention to anything that she was reported as having said. But, 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 um, just the, realizing this energy of lying, I wanted to look at her chart to understand more about it. So the thing is, in order to have power, she will become a Saturnian figure, uh, you know, being firm and uh, um, authoritative and direct and bossy, right? You know, according to rules. And she will fight for a cause, and she will be loyal, Pallas Athene, and she will bring a sense of ego to it, Lucifer. So that when it goes poorly, she's not aligned with a higher truth. She's just being a you know being a mouthpiece for somebody else. She doesn't understand why people think she's lying, and that's kind of part and parcel of this journey for her to ultimately learn. You know what the effects are if you're not just. You know if you're not balanced, if you're not harmonious. So anyway, in many lifetimes, she's empowered through this, or disempowered through telling the truth, or disempowered through it. And it's, because this is all in Libra, how other people perceive her is part of the um, 
disempowerment or empowerment path. So taking reflection from others is necessary for everybody with Pluto and Libra, um, yet it's hard to receive reflection from others, especially if you feel committed to a cause or you are loyal to a boss who, you know, doesn't tell the truth. So her history of that kind of loyalty goes back further than, you know, working for for President Trump because her dad is a conservative politician and she's, you know, cut in from the same cloth as her dad, though she doesn't believe she has a sense of humor like he believes he has a sense of humor. He's getting famous for jokes that aren't funny. Anyway, um, you know, she comes from this family of um, conservative people who don't care what anybody thinks and who are just seem to be about this Saturn-Pluto power thing. So, so anyway, that's a part of her story here. But I want to point out the palace thing is about loyalty and also, as I describe in the, my most recent book, uh, Living Myth 2, Sacred Psychology, there's a chapter on Pallas Athene as being about the daddy's little girl story or the mommy's little boy story. And loyalty and how these, um, you know, daddy can do no wrong or mommy can do no wrong, these kinds of things. And she's got some of that going on, though it's very Saturnian. So then let's talk about her south node of the moon, which is in Capricorn. So she comes from family environments in many lifetimes, and she'll therefore see the world through the lens of Saturn. So Pluto's conjunct Saturn, so it's really important, and sat, the south node is in uh, Saturn's sign. Oh, by the way, transit, transiting Saturn is conjunct her south node now. So there's a reality check about everything I'm talking about that she is coming up against. So um, south node in Capricorn says, I'm born to a family where people are focused on work or ambition or public service or government. You know, and of course her father being, um, being a governor and maybe in other uh, political um, appointments or elected spaces as well. But Capricorn is a serious, practical place to be born into in many lifetimes. Sometimes necessity drives everything, and hard work is necessary. So there's a very strong work ethic very often with people with a South and a Capricorn. Now, sometimes they're, they don't want to do it, but they understand that the world, or they perceive the world, is about hard work. So, um, so there's that. But square the nodes are some of these planets in, in Libra, the Saturn, the Lucifer, and the palace Athene, and I will use 10 degrees of orb square the nodes. So I don't count the Pluto square the nodes. So here Saturn shows up in Saturn energy in a third out of out of um, uh, in a third place in just two steps of the four-step story. Sorry, I almost misspoke. So square the nodes says it's an unresolved issue about the right way to do this. And people with Saturn square the nodes sometimes they're workaholics. Sometimes they feel a lot of pressure on themselves to uh, to do things or be responsible or come through for others, especially in Libra, conjunct Pallas Athene. She will be very loyal to a boss and um, one of the most loyal people who could ever you know, come into contact with that boss. And uh, with Lucifer there, she's trying to figure out how to have a healthy ego. The thing with Lucifer, and you can find a... 70-ish minute video on YouTube. Look up Tom Jacobs' Lucifer webinar. Uh, I used to sell this 70-minute video, but I wanted more people to have access to it, so I put it up on YouTube for free some months ago. And uh, so when people in Soundbites have Lucifer prominent, I say, go to YouTube and look this up. So uh, I want more people to have access to it. But the idea is that 
when the person in charge is not in integrity or is out of alignment with a strong moral or ethical center, you have to rebel and say, I'm not going to support this baloney agenda. So um, anyway, watch that video. You'll get the whole story. But part of her deal is she needs to stand up to a hypocritical liar and say, I won't serve you. And she hasn't done it in this life. Um, okay, so she's trying to figure out how to do that. So that's square the notes. But in her family system, also ego is an unresolved issue. Being loyal to one's own inflated ego. And everything that comes out of her dad's mouth exhibits this square her nodal axis. So she is you know, working in many lifetimes around people who model things for her. And then she's trying to figure out her way to go through it. And Lucifer... Healthy Lucifer surrenders mind, which is ego and logic, to heart and spirit and vibrational resonance or truth. So your mind serves your spirit, then you bring light when you use your mind. What's true here? So this is an unresolved issue for her. And people with Lucifer square the nodes are sometimes very ego-centered in really unhealthy ways. And they often will come from families where somebody or everybody is like that as well. Now, Lucifer imbalanced in this way could be not owning ego, or it could be owning too much ego or the wrong kind or oriented to the wrong place. So there's an imbalance. I like to say with squares to the nodes, you know four or five out of the eight or ten things that will be helpful and healthy to know. So ego and you know arrogance is a huge part of this. Okay, then we move on to the third step of the story, which is, um, oh, also Eris, the square of the nodes from Aries. And Eris is about competition and chaos and pushing people's buttons. And when you feel like you're attacked, you lash out. And her, you know, immature repetitions of Trump's immature paranoia and his lashing out and her being loyal to that... Eris square the node says, I'm not quite sure how to deal with in, in, um, insecurities and vulnerabilities when I feel exposed and uh, I might lash out. And it's sometimes it's teasing and bullying, sometimes it's being bullied or teased, but, but that's a part of the story as well. How, do, how does she react when somebody tells her the truth about herself? She lashes out, just like all the other people in Trump's uh, circle. The third step of the story is a Southwood ruler by sign, and this talks about uh, who she shows up as a unique individual in many lifetimes. This is where the real story comes in, because she is not, she is not a, uh, or where the story comes into great focus, which is where I wanted to get to in this uh, story, this explanation for you. She's not stupid. She's not inhuman. She's not a robot. She forces this kind of behavior and this kind of thing because of her karmic attachment to the need to be loyal. So South Node Ruler, by sign, it's Capricorn, so the South Node Ruler is in um, Libra here. We've talked about it several times already. She shows up as a Libra figure trying to figure out what to be loyal to and how to develop a healthy sense of ego and how to bring light. So she is actually acutely, I, I perceive, she is acutely aware of the effects that her professional lying has. She's not devoid of human feeling, but she puts on a front in order to do the job. 
Now this, like I said earlier, it's toxic, and this will cost her energetically and health-wise, because you can't know that you're lying and have people say, why are you lying, and then attack them. You can't get away with that when you know the difference. I wouldn't say she's wise, but she's not ignorant of the effects that she's having. You can, and this signature says you can only get by so and for so long, being a worker bee who says I was only taking orders. Okay, so who is she loyal to, right? If she's not loyal to her own principles that are aligned with a higher truth, then she's just carrying water for an inveterate liar who is paranoid and on the attack all the time. So that's the story here. She shows up as that Saturn, conjunct Lucifer and uh, and Pallas, Pallas Athene. So, so Daddy's Little Girl story is huge for her. And, um, okay, so that uh, is a story. Now, the north node for her, the fourth and last step, is um, in Cancer, which is about softening and dealing with emotions and needs and redeveloping a sense of being human and incorporating human reality. It's a, It might be about family, but it's about bonds and emotional bonds. It's about community and helping each other and healing and nurturing and sharing and, uh, you know, caring for people instead of all this Saturn stuff with the emphasis. So anyway, nobody in a bunch of lifetimes is teaching her to be in her heart, but she feels it. She just doesn't know how to lead with it or honor it because it's cancer is her north node. And she doesn't, she has her, her Venus in the last degree of cancer, but, um, you know, she can get away with not, you know, indulging that often. So, okay. So that is her story. Um, I tried to do this probably, probably eight times over a year and a half or something, a year. Every time I started to do it, I got stopped. There's some circumstance that stopped me from doing it. Uh, some noise would start or I'd get interrupted or something would happen. And I realized it was because part of me just wanted to do this teaching, but part of me also wanted to bitch about her being a liar because I, I, I have a problem with, with liars. So anyway, today I feel a little more chill. And so obviously I was able to, uh, to get the recording done. So that is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I mean, when you look at her and her demeanor and the expressions on her face, you see Saturn. You know, you see Saturn, you know, Capricorn South Node, you see Saturn square the nodes, Pluto conjunct Saturn, the heaviness, the weight of responsibility, the loyalty, the work ethic. You see that Saturn in her. I mean, she almost looks much older uh, than she is because she has that Saturn energy, that seriousness too. And part of her job is to soften and take care of herself and deal with emotions and not deny that emotions exist. Okay, now moving on, uh, the other person in this uh, profile is uh, Michael Flynn, who was that uh, uh, part of Trump's transition team. He was on the campaign trail with him, leading the locker up chants and, and being um, you know very volatile and uh, stirring the crowd up. And he was a, um, he was a uh, lieutenant general, I guess, um, and he was uh, in the U.S. Army, and he was considered the greatest strategic intelligence uh, mind that had been produced in generations, if not ever. And he was um, really lauded for his uh, skills and abilities, and he had all these high-level appointments. And then he was 
put in charge of the Defense Intelligence Agency, and it was a different setup. And uh, the Obama ended up firing him from that post, and it really hurt him. It really hurt Flynn. It really did damage to his reputation, uh, but also his, his ego, his pride. Uh, because he was so accomplished, and this is all on the record. I'm not. This is no special information that I'm pulling out of thin air. But anyway, he was very. Um, I think he was put out. He was really upset after 30 years of you know a progressively incre- uh, increasing re- responsibility and and also you know coming through and really making breakthroughs in that work. And so after leaving this the DIA, he. Um, started his own consulting firm and started reaching out. But I think what happened is, and I think this is starting, this has been coming out a little bit. I think what's happened is he wanted to start to cash in on his experience in terms of money because he was so accomplished and he felt. I think he probably felt the government or at least Obama betrayed him. But it was a different job function and he just didn't work out as well. But anyway, so. So he started doing consulting for other governments and all this stuff, and this is one of the things going on with, uh, you know, him being investigated uh, as part of the Mueller investigation. Um, and you know, he's been for over a year. He's been, um, you know, a key witness. He's spilled all the guts. You know, he's he's been their best witness, and I think he's come back to that Saturnian sense of responsibility. I'll talk about here in a second. Um, but I think that the reason he became money hungry was because of that insult to his ego after uh you know distinguished service for so long so anyway uh we all anyway anyway so let's go on so um so he has been cooperating he's been a good saturnian witness he's you know he's admitted the truth he's even when his lawyers have tried to spin something he you know came clean and okay so um for him the south nodes in aries what what i want to focus on uh, less I want to focus on the whole story. I want to focus on um, his uh, Sun-Saturn conjunction. Um, and the reason I want to do that is to show you these different sides of it. Sun is the center of personality, and the part of you that, when healthy, is making decisions. That's in Capricorn. So there's that serious kind of you know, Saturnian lens, where you see the world through the lens of practicality, long-term plans, you line things up to make sure that things work, right? He does have his south node ruler Mars in uh, uh, Taurus, and so he's got a methodical thing, you know, in addition to the sun in Capricorn. And um, But the sun in Capricorn is conjunct Saturn in late Sagittarius. So that means that, many life, that means that he will show up with this Saturn energy double strong, but part of it's in Sagittarius, which is about imagination and, to some degree, intuition and hunches. And, of course, his natal Mercury is in um, uh, Sagittarius as well. So this is, a, you know, the idea of him being um, really good uh, in the field uh, relies on intuition as well as facts, a preparation as well as being the need to improvise at certain times. So this setup is actually really, really interesting for that. Now, if your ego is wounded when you're in Capricorn, um, yeah, you might go from being a public servant to getting greedy. See, one of the things I've been teaching about Saturn and the 10th house in Capricorn lately is um, I, you know, we think of it as work and career, but, but I want 
I want people to understand that there is a desire to be of service with the Saturn archetype. Behind ambition and behind professional behaviors or being good at a job or pursuing a career, behind um, you know uh, stock options and performance bonuses, right? behind ambition and promotions and work itself, there is this need to be a public service. That's part of the Saturn archetype. But we keep getting all these examples of how you know, important we're supposed to think work is. So, so Saturn, Capricorn, planets, 10th house for us, somehow seems in part to have become more focused on, you know, egoic expression through ambition and earning a living. So I just want to put your attention on these different ways of living this Sun-Saturn conjunction, Capricorn-Sun-Sagittarius. And one of them is being a public servant. And um, while he rose to the ranks for decades in the U.S. Army, we know his pay grade rose and he had made more money over years, but he didn't, you know, cash in. When he felt betrayed, then he decided to take his Saturnian expertise and cash in. So there's that thing. And I think that um, he's probably not at heart what we would typify or call greedy, but he became that way because the ambition got unlocked, and that's one part of the Saturn archetype. Sometimes people will go into public service and... And there are all kinds of different ways to see that. Government service, um, uh, jobs in the nonprofit sector, you know, different ways of, 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 of living, that, living that life or being that way in the world. But sometimes a person will go into that and notice how people who are doing something similar but in the private sector are cashing in. So then pers- a person's ambition or desire for more stuff or a bigger house or a car that doesn't break down or something like that desire might get, might get, um, you know, might get, uh, like triggered or stirred or something like that. And that's a normal part of the Saturn process because Saturn is about hard work. Yes. But it's also about, yes, it's about ambition. It's also about becoming expert at something and in time becoming acknowledged for being expert at something. And why should you not get paid for something you're expert at doing? So anyway, that's the kind of idea here. I, I don't think I want to get into his uh, his entire chart here. Actually, you know what I do? I just saw one thing. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about... Um... Oh yeah, his Pluto in Virgo. Retrograde. Um, Pluto in Virgo needs to be of service needs to make something better, wants to fix things. People with Pluto and Virgo tend to have a highly fine, a fine-tuned, highly analytical mind. They, are, they, they notice things that aren't perfect. It's retrograde, so he's got to figure out the right way to be detail-oriented, the right thing to serve. But he's, you know, in many lifetimes, he's, he's got that going on. That is trine, the Saturn, and the Sun. So that adds to the, you know strength of the analytical ability, but also the planning, 
with that with that Capricorn Sun and also the intuition and imagination. You're talking about you know trines can boost and cheerlead each other and support and energy flows between them. So you're talking about the eagle eye being detail oriented plus the solid work ethic and the intuitive hunches, you know, and the concrete prep of that Saturn uh, Sun conjunction. So anyway, so there's that going on. Um, he also has this square Mercury and Sagittarius, which might at times make him uh, skeptical of people who operate on hunches sometimes, but he may also operate on hunches at times. Uh, South Node is in Aries. This is what I want to talk about. Uh, Aries is that sign of the military and athletics and fighting and defending things. And it's a sign of being good in a crisis or saving people, rescuing kittens out of trees, catching that mug before it crashes to the floor. Like, that's Aries. And people are on the go, and like I said, good in a crisis with Aries South Node. So that, so he's got that analytical thing with the Saturnian thing that's so strong, and the South Node in Aries where he, where he might think qu quick on his feet and be very instinctive and have great reflexes, you know, both physically and intellectually. So, you know, being a soldier for his, you know, for, for most of his professional career. So, so there's that. Um, but then we have the, um, Venus and Capricorn square the nodes. And again, as I talked about with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, square to the nodes says there's an unresolved issue. And I may know four or five out of the seven, eight or 10 things that will be good for me to know so that I don't trip over my shoelaces or stick my foot in my mouth over and over again. With squares to the nodes, we make choices based on our presumptions of what things should be like, and then we often trip over our shoelaces and get ourselves into trouble. So we need to learn new options of how to deal with these energies. Venus is about your value system. It's about relationships. It's also about values. And it's about money. So, like I said, and now Saturn is actually conjunct his Venus, so he has a reality check about the cost of switching from public servant into greedy, I want to cash in because now my ego is off offended because I got fired from this promotion, this job, I, this big deal job I had. So anyway, Venus square the nodes in Capricorn says, I might have an issue in many lifetimes trying to figure out the right relationships, but also how to use money, what money is worth, what money means. Does money get me respectability? And like I said, he didn't cash in for the 30, 33 years, whatever it was, where he was in the military, he didn't cash in. Like I said, his pay grade rose, and he was highly valued for what he did, uh, but he didn't cash in. So anyway, this uh, Venus uh, square the node says in some lifetimes, he's trying to figure out, should I cash in? Am I good at something enough to become wealthy? You know, what do I have to do to earn money or to be rewarded or to receive accolades or whatever it is? Venus square the node says, I have a question about money and the right way to earn it. And because it's in Capricorn, and then we've got that whole Sun-Saturn conjunction, trying the Pluto, there is the potential in there for the misuse of authority, which he's certainly involved in, the misuse of power and positions of authority. So anyway, I'm not going to do more on him, but I wanted to cover those things so you could have a, um, you could have a sense of... Uh, of what is going on there. So anyway, uh, this has been Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and also healingsuicide.com. And uh, the Soul's Journey Soundbite is where you can get a 20-minute overview of your multi-life journey. 
Also, the Soul's Journey Soundbite database, where you can learn from my delineations of 500, at this point, 535 of those 20-minute readings I've done for other people. And it's a searchable online data set. So you can find out, oh yeah, I want to hear the sound bites where Pluto's in the second house and the south node's in the fourth house. I want to hear that because I have that or, or the chart I'm working on has that. How does Tom delineate that? So anyway, check all that out at tdjacobs.com. Uh, take care of yourself.